Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today's episode is both history and current events, because today we're looking at some myths about global pandemics of the past, as well as debunking a few myths about COVID-19, also known as SARS-CoV-2, more commonly called the coronavirus. Now, I'm neither a scientist nor a doctor, so I'll steer clear of the more complicated medical and sciencey aspects of these myths, but debunking them now can only help both today as we deal with the disease and in the future as it becomes part of our history. Global pandemics have occurred throughout our history, but two of the most notorious were the Black Plague of the 14th century, which killed between 75 and 100 million people worldwide, and up to 30 to 40% of the population of Europe, and the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 to 1919, which killed between 500 and 100 million people and infected half a billion. Myths about the Black Plague abound, and I want to look at just a couple of them. One of the most common is that Poland, alone among European nations, was spared the devastation of the disease because King Casimir immediately closed the country's borders. Now, he did indeed close the borders, but then, as now, this was no easy order to actually implement, and thus the country was no more closed off than any other European nation of the time. In any case, Poland wasn't spared. Roughly 25% of its people died from the plague, less than the overall European average, but still a devastatingly high percentage. Another common myth about the Black Plague is that it was a disease of the poor, mainly because the rich had better living conditions. The reality is that it affected the rich at the same rate, though in obviously fewer total numbers, as there were exponentially more poor people in medieval Europe than rich. Knights, merchants, and the clergy were all victims of the plague, with some monasteries being totally wiped out. In the case of the Spanish flu pandemic 500 years later, there are also persistent myths, the first being the name of the disease itself. Most historians and scientists agree that it almost certainly did not originate in Spain, though the country of origin is still being debated. So why did we come to call it the Spanish flu? In a word, war, specifically World War I. The disease broke out during the final years of the war and was devastating to all sides of the conflict. But since neither side wanted to give any sort of encouraging information to their enemy, reports about the flu were suppressed in Germany, Austria, France, the UK, and the United States. Spain, however, was neutral during the war and did not censor its reports, which led people to believe, falsely, that it was more widespread in Spain than elsewhere. Another persistent myth is that the majority of those infected with the Spanish flu died. This is simply not the case, as the numbers mentioned earlier show. For example, in the United States, the death rate from the disease was roughly 20%, considerably higher than with normal flu strains, which kill about 1% of those infected, but nowhere near the majority of those who contracted the disease. 
which brings us to today. The coronavirus has already been the subject of vast amounts of myths and misinformation, which is the downside of a world in which information is instantaneous and can be broadcast globally by literally anyone without any vetting, research, or confirmation. As a public service, let's debunk a few of the myths. Now, I'm not going to even bother to address the really stupid ones, like that it can be contracted by drinking Mexican beer, or that it's a vast left-wing plot to keep Donald Trump from getting reelected. Rather, let's look at some more common myths that are outlandish. Number one, and this is the one that I've been hearing the most, only older adults are at risk. Now, it's true that older adults have contracted the disease at a higher rate, just as they do with the flu, and that they have a higher mortality rate, often because their immune systems are more compromised. But rest assured, the coronavirus can affect people of any age, and everyone should take the necessary precautions. Myth number two, antibiotics can kill the coronavirus. No, they can't. Antibiotics only kill bacteria, not viruses. There's currently no cure for the disease, only treatment of the symptoms. Number three, mail, packages, and goods shipped from China can spread the coronavirus. From research on previous SARS diseases, scientists are confident that the virus cannot survive for an extended time on letters, packages, crates, etc., especially as it takes days or weeks for these shipments to arrive. So don't fear the goods that are being shipped in from overseas. You're not going to contract the disease that way. Number four, and I've been hearing this a lot lately, I think even from the president, the virus will die off when summer arrives and the temperatures rise. Now it's true that flu and cold season tends to wrap up in the late spring and that viruses spread more easily in colder months, especially since we're usually huddled closer together. But there is currently no consensus on how temperature changes will affect or impact the coronavirus or its spread. So we cannot let down our guard simply because we're moving into spring. Number five, the virus was started in a lab in China. Now this is a big one online and it's simply not true. It's currently believed that the disease made the jump from animals to humans, either from pangolins, a type of anteater prized in China for its meat and scales, or from bats, as was the case with SARS. It was not a Chinese biological weapon run amok. Now these are just a few of the myths out there, and I'm sure more will crop up as cases in Europe and the US increase. My advice is simply that you practice good hygiene, wash your hands regularly, don't hoard basic necessities creating shortages where there wouldn't otherwise be any, and follow the directives of your health departments and government officials. Stay well, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider 
clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.